What's up, everyone? You're listening to Operation Dichotomy. I'm Paul. I'm your host. And this is the episode where we explain a little bit about what we've been going through, how we're transitioning, and how you can join in on this journey with us. Uh, as you can tell already, the intro is a little bit different because honestly, we're still kind of working on that. And when we figure out the exact words that we're going to say, it's going to be amazing. But in the meantime, I am joined here by my now, I guess, official co-host of this Operation Dichotomy podcast. His name is JD or Jedediah Kim. Jedi, JD, uh, take your pick. But JD, thanks for being here with us again, man. How are you? I'm good, Paul. Good to be with everyone here um, at Operation Dichotomy as always. And for all of you listening, this is a special week. Um, There have been some things happening behind the scenes. And now it's time for us to reveal to you what's been going on. So I'm glad and excited for the conversation ahead. Likewise, man. Um, Man, I I literally just posted a little bit about the transition, the pivot that we are making on Instagram. So if you follow us on Instagram, you kind of already know the direction. I don't know if it's a huge pivot, to be honest, but I felt like it was the responsible thing to do to let people know, hey, this is what we're going to do. And if you don't like it, then now's a chance to get out. I'm not that they're tied into it long term anyways, just Instagram, right? But um, but yeah, man, I think it's about time we made that pivot. I've been thinking about it for a while. I think uh, connecting with you and talking about you or talking about you, talk about you all the time. <laughs> talking with you about these things has really helped me to figure out um, not just who I am, but how we want the brand to progress as well. So, so I'm pretty excited, man. I mean, Paul, I, I, I obviously know um, because of our conversations, what brought about the change and kind of what was going on in your mind. Um, but for our listeners, I think it would be awesome to hear from you kind of, you know, where, where was Operation Dichotomy when it started? How did it come out? And you say it's a small pivot, but but, you know, if we believe Malcolm Gladwell and if we believe in outliers, which we do, we know that small pivots, little increments of change extrapolated over time yield huge results. And so we don't know where this is going to lead us, but it's a little change, of course, in direction. And if we follow that curve, it's going to lead us to a new place, which I think is exciting. So, so tell us more about it, Paul. Like, what was it about, you know, this particular moment and what's going on in your life and with Operation Dichotomy that brought you to... To where we are today yeah man so when we started operation dichotomy a year ago it was actually fall 2019 and i was just notified that hey <laughs> one year ago it's been one year since you made your first sale it's like whoa it's already been wow. a year wow. and it was like time flies right but and for those of you who don't know we are an apparel brand so if you haven't checked this out at operationdichotomy.com go check it out because we have some cool stuff shameless well, plug <laughs> Yes, a lot of cool stuff. But when it started that year, it was really, man, how do I say this? It was born out of necessity. And the reason why I say that is because there was a problem that I had seen so prevalent in the world and society itself. But more importantly, it was a problem that I had experienced. And I mean, to be honest, I was that problem for the first 30 years of my life. And what I mean by that problem is that I basically lived in this, this bubble for 30 years. And if you go to the, the website and read the About Us page, or if you, if you know me at all, or if you followed along on our Instagram page, 
you will know that I lived in this churchy Christian bubble for 30 years. Um, I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor. I went to seminary and served as a pastor. That's really all I knew. Um, around age 30 was when I left traditional ministry because of life circumstances. And I really began to get a taste of the real world. Mm. And uh, man, like to me, that was when my, my bubble popped. I got out of my bubble. I realized that my worldview, though those beliefs and the foundational things that I believe in never changed, the way that it applies to the things outside of my bubble was, was completely different. I always thought everything was black and white. It's either right mm. or wrong. It's yeah. either a sin or it's not a sin. The Bible says it. It doesn't say it. It's just like, it's so simple. It's so easy. and so clear cut. But the more you explore about the world and life in general, I'm sure it was an age thing too, right? Growing up and becoming a little bit more mature. I like to think I got a little bit more mature. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that there's so much gray in these quote unquote clear cut issues that really yeah. don't make it clear cut at all. Right. In fact, a lot of times it's never, oh, I shouldn't say never, but it's not even a matter of right and wrong. It's just my perspective versus your perspective, which we never fail to understand. So that's how Operation Dichotomy was born, right? We're trying to bring these different perspectives together, have different perspectives converse with each other to understand the other side instead of just quickly judging them because we have too much of that these days already and create some semblance of unity, even though there's so much diversity. Now, a year later, uh, we were trying to, or for the last year, we've been trying to accomplish that mission. We've been trying to talk about hard topics and, and really just talk to anybody who will listen to us that's different. Because that's kind of yeah. the purpose, right? Like we want to yeah. hear people that are different. But I think what I began to realize as time went on was it takes a lot of humility, a lot of patience, a lot of love, and a lot of um, just shutting up and listening to the other person for this even to happen. And from my perspective and my humble opinion, I feel like that requires a specific level of character for you to almost put yourself in a position that's beneath the other person, right? right. Humility means that you view the other person as, as greater than you. That's one, one definition. And I'm going to use that definition here because if you don't view that person as greater than you, you're never going to listen as if you have something to learn, right? You're just going to listen and then spew whatever the heck your opinion is. Kind of like what I'm doing right now on this podcast episode. No, it's good, man. <laughs> You're telling the story. It's important. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And this is where my faith side comes in. Because I never lost that side, right? I just learned to apply it a little bit differently, a little bit more, uh, more broadly as my worldview expanded. Um, if, we're, if we're talking about Christianity, right? It's, it's based on this idea that Christ died for your sins. And a key point or a key component of that is that you did not deserve that at all. Right? You didn't do anything to earn it. It's not like, hey, you made a lot of money, therefore God loves you. It's, you're not a great person, therefore God saves you. It's, you suck. And this is, goes for everyone all across the board. Um, and out of God's love, unconditional love, regardless of how sucky you are, he loves you. And what I've realized through my years is having... That uh, one of the favorite quotes that one of my old pastors says is that Jesus is an equal opportunity offender, mm. meaning he don't care who the hell you are. He's going to offend you and say you suck. <laughs> right. And if, if you believe that, right, that means that you 
you know that you haven't done anything right to earn this, this love and this salvation, which means then that hopefully you are now put in a position of humility where you realize you're not really better than anybody else. Mm. Some of the circumstances might be different. Some of the opportunities that you might have had in your life might be different. Uh, the, the, these little things might be different, but at the end of the day, we all start at this baseline level of, Hey man, like you didn't deserve this, but you received it. Right. And not until we understand that and find ourselves in that position of humility, if, man, if we can't do that, it's going to be very hard to listen to somebody else that's different from you. It's going to be hard to approach a conversation and be like, man, I might be wrong. This person might be right. Right. I lived this way for 30 years you're telling me I'm wrong, like how hard is it to come into that conversation with the open mind ready to be wrong? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I guess I just found that ideally, ideally, people in the church and Christians would have a level of humility um, that would help us to accomplish this mission. But the other side is a lot of times I don't see it, right. <laughs> like to be honest. Right. And so hopefully we can have an effect in that that arena as well. But long story short, man, I think what I'm trying to do is I feel like I need to embrace that side of me more. Uh, We'll call it authenticity, being genuine, whatever you want to call it, because that's ultimately what led me to this point of starting Operation Dichotomy in the first place. And if that's what brought me here, then maybe that's the necessary component in, in all of this, right? In this vision of helping people to become united, to be humble, to, to listen and to, to really see the other person as greater at times. So that's the shift we want to make um, to answer your question is move a little bit more into to my faith. And I don't think it's like, by no means are we trying to, to preach or to be like, oh, you, you said something that offended Jesus. Are you going to hell? None of that crap. It's just, this is who I am. If it, if it comes out, it comes out. So that's it. Yeah, you know, I I think what's really cool just about everything you just shared is that, I mean, there's so many layers to it, right? On one layer, there's like you who is trying to live with a more authentic Christianity, spirituality, and realizing you were in that bubble and then coming outside of that bubble. And then trying to figure out a way to like share that culture on a broad level. And for the last year, you've done it. You've done it so well. You've done it, you know, I mean, look, look where Operation Dichotomy has come and all the people you've interviewed and the movement that it is. And, you know, it's in some ways it's just starting, but it's been really meaningful to say that after a year, it still lasts because let's be honest, there's a lot of startups that don't. But then now a year later, you're like, you know what? I want to bring more of that faith perspective in because it's absolutely true. Like Christians suck at listening. Like <laughs> evangelical Christians particularly have a horrible reputation, right? They, like if you were to be like, who are the most compassionate, caring, open-minded people. Like no one really says Christians. And that's because they have this reputation of being, you know, closed-minded and judgmental and divisive. And ironically, you know, it seems like, you know, you're saying, no, I I don't think that my faith and the foundation of my faith and what I've, what I've known and studied, you know, and, and someone should take that seriously, right? Because you grew up as a pastor's kid, you went to seminary, you served as clergy, like, you did it for your life. And you're saying, no, I think that actually there's like a deeper way of life that isn't what we normally see and associate with Christian. 
And I appreciate that. I think it's part of the reason why you and I are friends and why we're even in this conversation together because I 100% agree with you that the world is in dire need of kind of a different kind of living. And, you know, the Christian faith and those who profess Christ, we should be better. It should inform us. And oftentimes it, it doesn't. So I think, you know, now we don't get to just challenge the world at being better listeners, but we actually get to challenge Christians ourselves mm-hmm. um by saying hey we should really live to what we believe and say and not just um you know live in that fake way so it's exciting man and uh, i'm glad to be a part of it and glad to hear kind of all that you've been on oh thank you and uh, moving forward for everyone listening we are these podcasts are going to take a pivot as well in light of everything that we just said we still want to have guests moving forward. We want to hear unique perspectives, talk about things that are really just taboo in our culture. I mean, if it's taboo in secular culture, it's a thousand times more secular, uh, more taboo in church culture and Christian culture. So we want to talk about all that stuff, the nitty gritty, juicy details, stuff that, I don't know, stuff that's just amazing. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But at the same time, the the format of this podcast moving forward is going to taking this idea of wanting to be to be relevant with culture and i i really say that specifically from a, a christian and a church context because i, mean, I told this to you jd a couple of weeks ago where i was i was in church well i was watching church it's covid but right I was, I was listening to the sermon and he was preaching a message and i felt like the lessons that i was i was gaining and the message that i was gleaning from what he was saying was it just reminded me of my youth group days. And by that, I mean, it was so, so basic and kind of irrelevant to what was going on. Right. And I think that's why we grow up so much thinking that, oh, it's right and wrong, right and wrong. It's because we never learn to apply it to, to life. Yeah, the bubble creates itself. Exactly. You know, it's that level of teaching. It's that level of way of thinking, that in and out mentality that creates that bubble. I mean, it doesn't broaden it yeah absolutely Um, and that's exactly what we want to combat in a sense we want to get out of that bubble and we want to engage with these with these tough topics and i think it's we again we don't want to preach every week we don't want to preach at all really we just want to give our take and add our voice to a conversation that oftentimes isn't really happening in our circles and by our circles i mean maybe somebody's christian circles people with a faith background who just honestly, are kind of not engaging with the culture at all. So that's what we want to be. And as we move forward, I, I kind of do want to, I want to talk a little bit about, hey, why, why, why should we listen to you guys? Like, who the heck are you anyways? Um, so JD, I know who you are, but for the sake of our audience, can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself? Um, who the heck are you? And why do you matter? <laughs> <laughs> what a great question. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Jedediah Kim, um, like Paul says, also known as JD, also known as Jedi. Feel free to take your pick. Um, either is good with me, honestly. And uh, let's see, well, I'm, I'm, um, I'm half Korean, half Filipino. I was born in South Korea. I immigrated to the U.S. when I was seven. And I've grown up really all over the U.S. And I met Paul uh, in seminary, actually. And my story is a little different from his, but I grew up in the church and uh, wanted to pursue being a pastor and being a clergy member as kind of my trade. And so, yeah, I got my master's in divinity. That's the degree. Um, 
And that's where I met Paul. That's where we became friends. But uh, left that, um, you know, still a pastor to this day. I've been a pastor for the last 13 years. And it's so interesting. Um, the more and more I've been in the church and the more and more that I've been a pastor, the more and more I long to actually see in real life what I truly believe to be found within the teachings of Christianity. And it sounds crazy, right? I'm not saying that the places where I've worked at, the people that I know have been you know, bad. It's not like that at all. It's just that I feel like the way that we talk about the Christian faith and the teachings of Jesus are very limited and very narrow-minded. And they don't really speak broadly to a larger way of life. And I actually believe that we fundamentally miss it. You know, like we all human beings, like we have mind, body, heart, soul. Like I believe that we are all spiritual human beings. You know, whether you're Christian or not, I believe that you can connect with some kind of a spiritual reality in essence. And so that's why certain things speak to us and resonate with us. And for me, like I, I really believe that that every day, every moment we're on this planet, we have an invitation into a deeper kind of life. And there is a way to be able to share that with ourselves and with those we love and with others and to build a more meaningful human existence. Like, I really do believe that. That's not some idealistic idea. You know, it's not some like false, you know, um, like optimistic view that I'm pursuing. Like, I really do believe that that as humans, we can do amazing things. And so, I don't know, I'm a part of this podcast and I'm a part of this conversation to, um, I like the analogy of a table. You know, I want to set a table where we can come and have honest conversation about life and what it means to be good humans and, and maybe like find ourselves, our true selves in the midst of that, you know? I think that we all are kind of on a journey of discovery when it comes to identity and wholeness. And, and we do that individually. Um, but unfortunately, in American culture, we don't talk about how we can also do that collectively as much. So mm -hmm. I think that's what I bring. You know, I'm, I'm just a traveler on the journey, willing to share some wisdom. Somehow I've become the voice of wisdom on this show, which I find to be hilarious. And if you would talk to my <laughs> wife, she would find it to be even more hilarious. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So I'm here. Yeah, I don't know what else to call you. So <laughs> it's all good, man. Trying to trying to lift you up, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's JD in a nutshell. Obviously, he has, uh, he speaks and he has a way with words. I think we talked about this last time too, right? He just speaks very clearly and he's opinionated. And I think it's one of the things that we want to do with this podcast is not just have a conversation with me and JD, but hopefully in our conversation, we're able to bring in our listeners as well. And I don't, I don't mean like, hey, call into you know, 1-800, blah, 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 blah. But like, <laughs> just listen in and become a part of the conversation and then engage with us outside of the podcast as well. Go, hey, Paul, you said this on the podcast and man, you crazy. Like, I don't know, you're starting to get heretical or whatever, like whatever it is, like these are the conversations that we want to have because that's how we grow together, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's not about, hey, I'm wrong or you're wrong or I'm right, you're right. It's just, dude, let's, let's talk about these things because at the end of the day, it's not being talked about. And that's what the problem is. Exactly. So that's JD. And I'm, I'm me. I won't repeat all that stuff again. But I think moving forward, the podcast are kind of going to go like this, where these, uh, man, we have a lot of stuff happening in our world. And especially right now, given the election season, um, let's, pick, let's pick one topic. And let's pick this one because, because it's crazy. Our president, Donald Trump, has coronavirus. And... Let's just talk about that, man. How, what was your response to that when you first saw it? 
Um, <laughs> let's just start there. Like, how did you feel when you read those headlines and first heard that news? Yeah, you know, the funniest thing is... Um, Be honest, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend of mine, and I won't say who he is, but I saw him post on Facebook. And this is how I first heard about it. He was like, if 2020 ever had a hold my beer moment, this would be it. And, you know, it was kind of like hashtag COVID, hashtag 45. And so I was like, what? And that's when I did a Google search and found out like really late, early in the morning, depending on time zone, how you talk about it, um, that President Trump had gotten. And, and honestly, I was just like, are you serious? Like, is someone writing the story of humanity? Like, is 2020 <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. Because it is the most funniest hilarious most ironic thing ever right you have someone who's been you know in some ways really just talking about the coronavirus very very lightly and not taking it very seriously and and i know there's different opinions on that uh, mine is just one perspective of it shared by many people and then he gets it which is so ironic so i just found it comedic on a cosmic level um that yeah 2020 was having this hold my beer moment how about you uh I just honestly, like when I when I saw that he got it, my first was first response was, man, I hope he doesn't die. And it's because he's in that the high risk group, right? He's an old man. And I know that he, there's there's always been, you know, there's mystery about Trump and his taxes and also his health. And at the end of the day, he's an old man. Like he literally might die from it. I mean, he has a lot of money. He has basically the nation's health experts at his at how do you say it? His disposal. disposal. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, so that was my first response. Um, I think I fall more along the spectrum of people who, hmm, how do I say this? Don't worry about coronavirus as much. Or like, I'll do what I have to do. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm by nature, I don't worry a lot about stuff in general. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback. Yep. So he was quoted before he said, if I die, I die. Right. There's a whole context behind it, but that was his conclusion. Mm -hmm. Right. And honestly, I think I'm more on that side. If I die, I die. I'm not going to be dumb about it, but I'm also not going to stress about all the little stuff. And so to me, that was my initial response. But then, oh, well, life goes on. But I will say I had a stronger response to some of other people's responses to it because they were much harsher. Yeah. Um, and these are, the, these are the ones where I was like, Man, like, okay, I understand the irony. And that word irony, I have, like, yeah, it is very ironic. I completely agree. But take it a level further, right? Karma, uh, what goes around comes around. Of course, you will get coronavirus, Donald Trump, because you did this, this, and this, and this, and this. And like, and then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper to wishing him to die. And like, I hope he suffers. Like, dude, like, like really? Right, right. It's like, seriously, yeah, I totally agree. I, I, you know, I saw some people coming out and being like, oh, he deserved it. And I hope he gets what's coming for him and all this kind of thing. And, and honestly, you know, like, um, you know, even, even some people out there who are religious and Christian and they're like, I'm not going to pray for him and la, 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 la. And, you know, what's funny about that is that like, I really don't believe that as good human beings, we should wish any ill intent on anybody, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's really important, I think, that we just care for humanity. 
And uh, I loved some of the stuff that I saw, you know, like there were a lot of people who, you know, who, who were like, this isn't about politics, you know, like let's, let's hope 45 gets better. Yeah. Um, First lady gets better. Um, You know, like there, there are times when obviously like we have to engage in the contest of wills and ideas, but then there's times when it's like, we're all human beings and no one deserves to suffer. Mm -hmm. No one, no one deserves that kind of pain. And I absolutely agree, you know, that, that the reaction of some people, um, even some Christians was really shocking. Uh, but then there were some, you know, like who, yeah, like understood, you know, and I, I would count myself in this camp where I said, you know, like, even if I were to consider him my enemy, which I don't, you know, um, like we're taught to pray for our enemies. We're taught to, you know, care for those who do harm against us. And, and I saw a lot of people come out and say, regardless of where you fall on political lines, like we need to pray for our president. We need to pray for his recovery. We need to pray for his wife. We need to pray for everyone is affected because that's what we do, you know? And so I totally, um, I totally agree with that, that, that there, is, there are things that are even more, you know, important than our political plans ironically again ironically there were some people who were like maybe this is another conspiracy theory you know using to stage it and somehow come back and it's just yeah. you know people are going to be people but we always have an option to take the higher road and be better than that and and i hope that's what our listeners do i hope i mean if you're listening to this podcast i hope you understand that that's that's what we're about right like regardless of where we are on issues regardless of how we disagree we really want to show up at the table and care for each other. I mean, that's as, as human beings, it's the common thing you can do. And one of the simplest ways you can do that is just by listening, you know? And I, and I hope honestly that the president is able to learn how to listen more because of his experience. You know, I don't know whether it shaped him. I don't think he deserves it. You know, um, I don't think it was put on him to, to get something, but, but if it helps him to be more human, to understand, you know, I mean, if you look at the numbers in our country, right. I mean, I, I know that it's like, some people, you know, say that it's not that big a deal and it is what it is. But, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is one of, if not the single greatest casualty kind of event or um, marker or indicator in our history. I mean, over 200,000 lives taken and still counting. Um, and that's pretty significant, at least in recent history. And so, you know, there's a lot of people at... I mean, at the end of the day, we're like, well, that's just 200,000 and it's not 500,000 or a million, but their families, their kids and daughters and their stories connected to that. And there's a whole lot of suffering. And so hopefully maybe this will help all of us to understand, you know, that, yeah, behind every human is, is a person who is hurting and no one deserves that, especially not our president. Yeah, I feel like we can go a whole nother hour or two or three or five about the whole coronavirus slash pandemic slash economic shutdown and there's just so much going on so many different perspectives but i think i'm just gonna repeat what you said about the conclusion there i think is it's it's possible it's possible for you to disagree with the whole party the whole republican party to disagree with all the president's policies to not like him as a person and still want him to recover from this disease right? Like just because you don't like him does not mean you have to wish him death. And I feel like if as a society, that's kind of an extreme example, but I feel like 
this is the mission of Operation Dichotomy, right? Like just because I disagree with you, JD, about whatever the the effects of whatever. the pandemic or the results or whatever it is, sure. we can we can argue about it, we can fight about it, but at the end of the day, I don't have to hate you. You know, I don't have to, you know, call you names and I not even like I can't even can't even bring it up because it sounds so ridiculous, right? Like we <laughs> can't just have even a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, fight about it for sure. Talk about it, yell at each other, but just just get over it. It's really not a life or death. Okay, in this case, it could be a life or death issue with coronavirus. Right. But for right. the most part, these things are not things that we should be hating each other about. And um, again, there is a category for those things, and we won't get into that. But big picture, what we're trying to get at is you can be on both sides, disagree, and it's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I hope that that's the, I hope that that's the gift and invitation that all of you listeners feel seriously. That as we talk about issues and I mean, Paul and I are going to go hard. We have the kind of friendship where we can talk very frankly with each other and disagree. And I hope that you see that it's possible to care deeply about stuff, but still to treat the other person with dignity and class and care. It's just, it's just what is decent as a human. And especially for those who profess, you know, in a Christian faith and profess that they believe the teachings of Jesus there's even more responsibility to give that kind of posture because that's exactly what like that's what jesus did if you're a christian and you believe that you know there's a a bible verse in the bible that tells you you know when when we were enemies christ loved us and so like that wasn't even just about recognizing our decency it was about when we were composed he still found value in who we were and so I think it's going to be fun, you know, to have these conversations and to see where things go. And I really do hope that that all of you listeners keep coming back. And like Paul said, I hope you write your questions. I hope you write your comments. I hope you write the things you disagree with, because honestly, we would love the feedback. Um, it's the gift of being able to listen and take each other seriously only makes us better, not worse. And so I think it'll be good. I welcome the challenge. Yeah. And maybe we could have you on the show as well and just have a conversation with the three of us if uh if you hate us that much <laughs> and have some dissenting perspectives but anyways so that's that's kind of how it's gonna go obviously next time we won't be talking about why we pivoted and who jd is hopefully you have an idea of who we are we'll just go straight into straight into the issues and what's going on and just talk about it um feel free to use us as your news source now that I'm thinking about it, right, we'll be as unbiased as possible. Um, or at least a perspective and maybe a voice of wisdom. Because honestly, let's be honest, we have, there's so many information out there, but people don't know what the hell to do with it. True. So maybe we can add some light on how you can navigate through all that crap. True, true. Yeah, so we'll be the ones to engage with these things. And if you don't like the way we do it, let us know. If you love it, let us know. Um, we're always welcome to, to feedback particularly if it's good in the form of five-star reviews on podcasts, because that helps our ratings. We will ask that um, as we get started, especially if you think that this is useful to you and if you know people in your, your circles that will benefit from hearing conversations like this and engaging with us in this sort of community, like please go ahead and share. That's probably the, the best way for this movement to grow for, for people to hear about the things that we're talking about and, like I said, like we just want to grow this community and hopefully by growing this community, all of us together can make a huge, huge, huge impact and difference in this world that needs it.
big time. So if you haven't connected with us yet already, Operation Dichotomy on Instagram and operationdichotomy.com uh, on the, <laughs> the World Wide Web. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JD, where can people find you if they want to connect with you and harass you and whatever? Yeah, Instagram's a great spot for that. Uh, my handle is underscore Jedi Kim. And so okay. underscore Jedi Kim, easy enough. Jedi Kim, K-I-M. I actually changed mine today just because it was so hard. Like, honestly, I couldn't it even remember good. what mine I was. I saw it today and I was like, oh, shoot, do I want to change mine to? Oh, nice, nice. Mm. Yeah, so now I'm officially at who is Paul Kim. All right, very easy words. Who is Paul Kim, K-I-M. J-D and I are not related um, you racist people. I, we're not related, <laughs> <laughs> or at least not too closely, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, who is Paul Kim and at uh, Jedi Jedi Kim? Yeah, underscore forgot. Jedi Kim. Underscore Jedi Kim. Connect with us. Connect with the brand. That's that's really all we want to do. I think connect and then wear cool clothes because we make some cool stuff. And we're yeah, gonna check out the apparel. More stuff. Support it. Wear the movement. It's great. There's a new um, shirt out there right now this i'm listening shirt oh you want to talk about that a little bit you should tell them yeah uh yeah it's dude it's it's it literally says i'm listening but it's based off of this passage in the bible from james 119 where literally it says be slow to speak and quick to listen or quick to listen slow to speak that's the way it is it's it's simple right shut your mouth open your ears it actually adds slow to become angry as well which usually is a part of it um but we just we want to represent that in ourselves like i am listening to you you can speak my ears are open let's let's bridge this gap between your perspective and my perspective and it's founded in scripture uh the shirt itself is freaking organic cotton um i didn't think that would make that big of a difference but dude it's so soft paul is very very proud of this guy so you need to buy this organic <laughs> cotton experience it for yourselves okay he's not kidding about it yeah, I think moving forward, we'll probably just do everything organic cotton because it's that nice. Um, anyways, check it out. Thank you for connecting with us, JD. We we appreciate you, and I know that you're going to provide a lot of value moving forward. So any last words before we wrap up for today? Yeah, I think the, the one last thing I'll say is that um, regardless of the, the story you're living in or the lane that you're living in, never be afraid to... I don't know, find out who you are and live with more authenticity because the, the truer your voice, the clearer your voice, the more people are going to be attracted to it and come to it. And the world deserves you and needs you. And that's what we're going to do as Operation Dichotomy. So I hope you guys enjoy the ride. Perfect. Sounds good, man. Everyone, until next time. You're the